This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. George, we all know uh, Kevin's involvement in U.S. Bank Stadium. You've been able to go there many times now uh, as an opponent. When you have been in that building, what are the things that you appreciate about that stadium that would perhaps be on your wish list for a new stadium here? Uh, well, Kevin said it was built on time and under budget, so that would <laughs> that would be right up there, Adam. Very George answer right there. It's a, it's a pretty, you know, funny, sharp answer, yeah. but it doesn't it's do dry anything. Sense of humor, it yeah. doesn't do anything for the already, you know, less than stellar reputation for them as an organization. It's got that uh, outdoor feel, but yet you're indoors. The sun shines through. Every seat. Great acoustics. Yeah, every seat makes it feel like yes. you're right on top of the field. Um, there's not a bad seat in the house. <laughs> came in, came in uh, in time and under budget. <laughs> it was a funny line, but it would be even funnier if there wasn't, you know, a history of missteps. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I'm you, watching Tom Brady just throw the ball to nobody right now in highlights. I still can't get over how bad the Bucks were last night. I'm sorry. I'm no Tampa Bay fan, but I just couldn't believe how bad they were. Really? Like, I mean, yeah. they've been bad all year, though. I know, like, that's but the like, thing. And that's why I, like, that was one of the only games I got right this week. It's because the Cowboys have shown us this year they can be great. No question. The, the, the Bucks have shown us all year that they really aren't great. No, but, like, they were lifeless. The plan was bad. Like, I was just surprised. Like, I was kind of on the fence about who was going to win. It wasn't a game that I would have put a ton of money on. But I was just surprised at how awful the Bucks were across the board. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Uh, Courtney Cronin's going to join us here in a minute. couple of things. Uh, Carmen and Yurko had Kevin Warren on. Get the entire interview from the ESPN Chicago app if you missed it. Is Arlington Heights the sole focus of your new stadium? Yes, 100%. That, that, that is our sole focus at this point in time. If, if the city comes and says, Mr. Warren, could you at least have a conversation with us, would you? Or does it not even matter at this point? No, I think the focus is is, is uh, Arlington Arlington Park. I mean, that's the focus. And uh, and again, I'll I'll learn more uh, about our our site and and you know the the my thought process once I started able to get information. But uh, based upon what I know at this point in time, the one hundred percent so unequivocal focus is on Arlington Park. One more before Courtney, how involved will you be in football operations? I'll be involved uh, at every single aspect of it. But from a from a partnership standpoint, with Ryan and with with Coach Bat, uh, to be be able to build the best uh, football product, and uh, to ask the questions, to 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 bring up issues, to see if there's anything in my history resource that can add value. Um, you know, I'm I'm here to win, and I'm not here to who gets credit and who has the final say and all those different things. I'm here to win. And for us to be able to work together, and it's easy to be that way when you have people that you trust and respect. And I trust and respect both uh, Matt uh, and Ryan um, and also, you know, George and, and, and Ms. McCaskey. So I'm confident that we will work incredibly well together. We'll have fun. We'll win a lot of games. We'll win championships. And I'm looking forward to get to work. 
On the stadium issue, they are, you may know the stats or the facts better than I do, they are an exclusive situation with Arlington Heights right, right now until they purchase the land, right? They're right. not allowed to negotiate right. anything else. Once they purchase the land, if for whatever reason, then they could sell the land. Or they, or they could decide to do something else on the land. Right, right. They, they, could, they could elect to... Build condos on the land, right. I believe. Like Courtney, will, let's bring yeah. Courtney in, and, and she could discuss that. Courtney was uh, at the press conference today, as she is, uh, at all the big issues involving the Bears. Does great work covering it. Uh, I also tweeted out a great article she wrote for ESPN.com about Kevin Warren, uh, and she joins us on ESPN 1000. Hi, Courtney. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. So as soon as they do finalize and purchase the land, they can do whatever they want on the land and then decide to build the stadium elsewhere, correct? I mean, in theory, and like we, you know, in talking with Kevin Warren after that press conference, you know, the, it's it, this isn't just, he doesn't view the Arlington Park thing right now and just waiting till they close on the land and that thing's formality. I mean, the guy's a lawyer. Like, you got to wait till the ink is dry on the contract. And I think that that's his approach. But, like, let's be realistic about this. Like, how many Hail Marys has the city of Chicago thrown up for <laughs> the Bears to consider at this point? Not just the video they put out before week 18 of what the renovations at Soldier Field are, could potentially look like. Not just Lori Lightfoot's proposal back at the beginning of the season or whenever that was before training camp. Like, they're moving forward with Arlington Park. They didn't buy, they didn't, they're not in agreement right now to buy a 326 acre property to build a shopping mall. Like, they're just not. And I think everything that Kevin Warren said today, just about the proximity of this stadium to Chicago, it's 33 miles from Soldier Field, but like, think about where the border of Chicago is. Like, you know, that sort of thing is appealing because he talked about how, you know, he went out and viewed the property. I think it was at some point during the fall because he's here in Chicago uh, working at the Big Ten. Like, he's been to the site, and he will continue to get to go out there to view it. But one thing I I got from him is, you know, it's actually close to the city where the team has the name. It's not like the 49ers. Like, Santa Clara, for those who don't know, is nowhere near San Francisco. It's 45 miles away. That's an hour and 15 minutes minimum in traffic. Like, there's a lot of other stadiums out there that, are not close to the footprint of where the team is and everything else. And I think that that's appealing for Kevin Warren as he goes through this venture because of his experience doing this in Minnesota, how close the Vikings were to their stadium, like where their headquarters are, to where the stadium is. And I don't see any other way that they move forward with not building the, the stadium there. And as you heard Kevin Warren say at multiple junctures today, that is their sole focus. They are not because contractually they can't, but they're not – considering any other options outside of the Arlington Park site. And with the the Arlington Park project, the focal point of what he's going to do first, based on his experience, Courtney, the Bears hit a home run with this hire, correct? Yeah, I mean, listen to the press conference today. I mean, when's the last time that, and it's no disrespect to anybody else who's been on staff or anything like that, but when's the last time somebody had that sort of presence in a position of like, you know, real influence and real power with this team. This is somebody who, you know, his name's on the short list for NFL commissioner someday. Like him and Condoleezza Rice are the names that roll off the tongue of anybody that you speak to in high-ranking league circles who, who think that that could be the person to replace Roger Goodell one day. Kevin Warren is a power player. And I think just even hearing how he captivates an audience – 
I mean, you got to like just take you guys behind the scenes today. So that press conference starts at noon. George talks, Kevin talks, does a Q&A. From there, he granted one-on-ones with every TV station that was involved. He did, he did small beat writer sessions. He was on radio with you guys, with Carmen Yurko, um, you know, radio stations across Chicago. Like, the guy talked for five hours today. Like, he can win a room over. He's a very captivating presence. And, you know, in the story that I wrote up at ESPN.com, just kind of, putting out an FAQ on like what he's going to do here. There's a lot that made the cutting room floor because, you know, there's so many people I talk to that have experience with Kevin and just like why they made decisions with their career, because and really a lot of it has to do with him and the influence he has. And, you know, once you're in with him, like it's a really good place to be because he, he's, you know, he galvanizes groups. And I think he did that in Minnesota. He certainly, had his fair share of challenges at the Big Ten, but you can't deny that he left the place in a far better spot than when he came in. He just secured a $7 billion TV deal and got USC and UCLA to become charter institutions. Like, that's a big deal, and I think his work, his body of work speaks for itself. And, you know, for the Bears, you couldn't have – I don't I, – we don't know who else was on the candidate list. George said that it was, you know, international in scope, so I'm, I am curious – who the international candidates are, but you couldn't have made a better hire. Somebody who actually knows the landscape of the NFL and has done this before at a very high level in your division, no less. Yeah, because a lot of times they're scared to bring in the outsider. You know, they're scared to shake things up, as you put in your article, as the headline reads, that um, he's not afraid to shake things up. Sometimes George is scared to shake things up uh, in his own franchise with what he had with Ted. Um, but I think ultimately, even though he said the the great things about Ted and about ownership, I believe what you wrote, that he is going to shake things up once he finds out the way things are run up there. I mean, you the, the fact alone that this is a charter franchise in the NFL, it's been around for 103 years, and Kevin Warren is the first person to have this president-CEO role that comes from outside of the family, outside of the franchise, because Ted was in his spot as he was team controller, and then he got promoted from up there. He started in 83, and he's retiring in 2023. It's 40 years. Like, that's a big deal. Kevin is not somebody he's not... You know, he's, he's got a lot of experience in this field, 21 years in, in negotiating at the highest levels of the NFL, certainly what he did in the Big Ten. And he's not going to come in with the conventional. He doesn't do things the conventional way. And I honestly think that's exactly what this team needs. And, you know, the thing about pres- team presidents, like, do they move the needle all that often with the casual fan, even the avid fan? Not really. Not really, because fans want to know, what is the GM going to do as far as the roster construction? Is the coach competent, and can he get this team to win games? That's what the average fan cares about. The reaction I've seen from people caring about, wow, Kevin Warren is you know, taking over the, this role that has not been held by anybody outside of this franchise and outside of the family ever, Like, I think that's really got people excited that the systemic patterns that we've seen with the Chicago Bears over – the course of history, that those things can be broken now, that this is a franchise that is in the number three market in the country, that it can start acting in a different way where progress is not a scary word and doing things differently is not going to scare some people off. I mean, even with what George said today, like this is a move that re-energizes the 
staff. And I followed up with that, asking kind of, well, do you did you feel like your staff needed that after a while? Like, things grow stagnant over time. You guys know this just as well as I do, because you've been here longer and you've seen it. And I think that that for this fan base and what it means for people who pay for this product and want this team to do well, you can't expect anything other than good things to come from what Kevin Warren's about to do here. I want to see them on uh, Hard Knocks next next year. Oh, me too. Yeah, I think that would be wonderful to see. Would they? Violence? I don't think we we haven't seen a charter franchise. Like, think about it. Like, I I know that that's I've seen that a lot because they do have the number one overall pick. But oh, they've resisted you know, these, it in the past for sure. There's no resisted, question about that. So have the Steelers. Yeah. So have the Giants. Like all of these charter franchises want none of that going around. I don't know if Kevin Warren has that kind of pull yet, where he can make hard knocks come in here, but. I think that, uh, you know, those are the sorts of things that come with these old school franchises that have not had an ownership change literally ever. Um, those are the things that maybe they can start chipping away at because you're right. Like, it would be really intriguing. This is the most exciting offseason this franchise has ever had. Right. It's it, cool to get to see that in person. And, Courtney, uh, Eberflus was a part of the in-season uh, hard knocks a year ago, and he raved about it. He he had no, I, I, I remember him saying when he first got here that it was a good experience for them as a coaching staff, not a bad one. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I don't know who – at the end of the day, it would come down to the McCaskies having that – sort of power to say yes or no and you know i wrote this in my story when you look at the board of directors five of them have that last name including virginia so what kevin warren kind of like taking this like on a more macro level whether it's hard knocks or other things that the team has been resistant to in the past kevin warren is very good at laying out the why behind you know certain moves that he pulls off he's very and i don't mean it's in the bad way he's calculated because every step of the way with him is detail oriented and I think that if, if there's something that he feels very strongly about, he can push that through maybe in ways that haven't been able to get through, um, you know, just with him being an outside voice and showing them a perspective that maybe they hadn't seen before. Did you uh, cross over uh, with the Vikings organization when he was the COO there? I did. I was there for three seasons when he was there. I guess, you know, because he left, you know, not he left in 2019. So it was about two and a half. But, you know, I, I have... You know, there's all the people in my story. There are a lot of people like Mark Wolf. I, ch- I talked with him, Vikings owner, just about what Kevin Warren did in Minnesota. And I mean, they don't build that stadium if they don't have his guidance. They might not even have the team if it wasn't for Kevin Warren and the relationships that he had had up until 2005 that like already built in the NFL. That those were ones that the Wolfs were able to leverage into buying that team for $500 million. Like, that's. You know, uh, the the impact that Kevin that I saw of Kevin Warren um, in Minnesota for the you know the years that I was there, and even after he left, his impact was still there. It was pretty telling. Um, Ian Cunningham is not getting the job in Tennessee. Uh, the assumption then is is he's going to be with the Bears. That's a plus for this team, in my opinion. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's a plus for multiple reasons. First one being. Think about the trades that were pulled off this year in season. One to Philadelphia, one to Baltimore. Who came from both of those places? Ian Cunningham. Like, his influence, and this is, again, it's the relationships-driven business. And that's helpful when your assistant already assistant GM already has those relationships. I mean, Ryan Poles is the one at the end of the day making those decisions. But you want to be surrounded by people who have relationships and, and can get you in buildings and, and into meetings that, you know, you'd have to maybe fight a little bit harder to do. And I think that that's good for the Bears just to be able to have Ian Cunningham back, assuming 
Because I know Arizona and Tennessee were the ones that he was up for. And with the news that it's ran Kather on from 49ers, like going to Tennessee, that would at least for right now take him off the table. But, um, you know, and also it's, you know, for, for Bears fans who were asking, um, they wouldn't have gotten the comp, the comp picks that would right. come. Um, it was because, you know, the new rule that was put into place in 2020 because he wouldn't have been with the franchise for more than two seasons. So it's good in, in multiple different facets. Assuming, assuming he's staying put, you don't lose a very talented member of your front office and, you know, have to kind of go without the draft capital that would come for other teams, um, you know, had he been there two years. And, like, even the fact he's good at his job and, like, you would hate, like, after your first draft, all of a sudden now he's looking for a new right-hand man in the most important offseason yeah. in franchise history. Like, at the very least, I would like to see these two guys be together for this offseason, and let's see what they can do together. Well, let's say they have a really good offseason. Ian Cunningham's stock it, is yeah. only going to go higher. Exactly. 100%. Like, I mean, they, they've got a good thing going here, and they're still in the very early stages of building this here. Now, it's going to be really interesting when you guys are playing the clip about what Kevin Warren's influence, what his day-to-day is going to be with football operations. I mean, we know what George McCaskey said today, that Ryan – Polls has you know, more or less carte blanche over anything dealing with football operations to make this team better. But, you know, this is the first time that Kevin Warren in this, has this sort of power structure. It was not like this at all in Minnesota. He was strictly over the business side, and the general manager, Rick Spielman, at the time was over the football operations side. I think you're going to see a lot more of the melding and a lot more blending from football to business operations in Chicago than we've ever seen before because you have somebody who's done it you know, Dick Vermeil hired him with the St. Louis Rams, and he ran, you know, football operations there in the early 2000s, the year they won the Super Bowl. So I think that that's, you know, that can be a little scary to people on the on the football side, just from like I know how these structures work in other organizations. It's not always as seamless as like oh, like collaboration. Let's all have like a comprehensive approach, and everybody you know brings something to the table here, but. I think it's a good thing for this group because Ryan Poles is sharp and he's done a lot of really good things and had to make a lot of really tough decisions as far as the football operations have gone over the first year of him being here. And now for him to, you know, effectively, you know, for him, he hopes having Ian Cunningham back and having someone like Kevin Warren who, you know, knows his place in all of this, but it can be a sounding board, I think is really going to yes. benefit what they do when they go into free agency in the draft. Yeah, like being a sounding board and and, 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 and not being scared to challenge a little bit. Like, yeah. hey, it's, it's your decision, but look, guys, I want to ask you, why this? What, what, what about this? Have you thought of this? Like, it's all your decision, and I, I'm behind you every step, but let's think this out. I don't think that any of that is a bad thing. No. I don't either, and I think, you know, we, we talked to Polls afterwards, and, and he had kind of mentioned that too, um, where he, he was like, what do you do for free agency? How do you prepare? And right now they're in the process of going through, you know, draft-eligible prospects. Of course, they're building their, their free agent list first, but, you know, what he would do typically before is have that presentation with Ted and George, and, like, this is the direction we want to go. You've heard from George McCaskey before. I'm just a fan. And even him today when he was asked, um, it, this, is a conver- this is a question just about, you know, where they are in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because, what, you know, that was one thing that I had asked him about, like why that was so important to him outside of the obvious. I mean, they were, Minnesota was the first place that had a DEI department 
of any team in the NFL in 2000 in 19, excuse me, what year is it? 2019. So like, and then the bears followed up with one in 2021. And so he was asked about, you know, having a black, uh, a black general manager, a black team president, and a black quarterback. He spoke to polls and um, Kevin Warren, this is George, but he wouldn't touch the quarterback part of it. And I think that that still shows you, he is a little apprehensive to be, to be obviously to be making any football decisions. And he knows that that's not his wheelhouse. So I think the challenge will really come from Kevin Warren questioning and asking like, Hey, why this, why that more so like it's good for polls. I don't know if he really had that before because we know that Ted is a business guy and with his franchise a long time. Um, sure. The general manager used to report to him, but I think that within this power structure and just knowing the expertises are different, that polls is going to get probably a more comprehensive, thorough evaluation of what he's doing on the football side than he did before. Yeah. The chain of command finally makes sense and it finally yeah. feels smart smart and it feels right yes and those are two basic things smart and right like and you take that for granted with your nfl franchise but maybe we shouldn't around the league at times no not here no so all right cord anything else uh that you wanted to get off your chest or that uh whether it's uh, anything with the nfl or anything we missed from the press conference yeah, I think the last question uh, that Michelle Steele, my colleague at ESPN, asked is kind of, I wouldn't say it's the elephant in the room, but we all know that Kevin Warren at the Big Ten made the really tough call initially to cancel the season during the COVID-19 pandemic and that Justin Fields was one of you know the people in college football leading a petition to get the Big Ten to play football in reverse course. So, you know, he was asked about, well, where's your relationship stand now? And, you know, obviously that just kind of feels a little like, you know, serendipitous that he ends up at the team where Fields is a franchise quarterback. And I thought that Kevin said the right things there. And he said he has a strong relationship with Fields, that he reached out to him after he was drafted by the Bears. Um, and, you know, that he, he didn't blame him. He said that if he was a student athlete at the time in the Big Ten when all this is going on, he probably would have done the same thing because he – you know, as a commissioner, you're taking a more holistic view of everything. As an athlete, you're a competitor. So I, I understand that. And I thought it was the smart answer, and it felt like a very genuine answer um, from, from the you know from Kevin Warren about what had happened in that situation and kind of where things stand now. I agree. We played that earlier. It was good stuff. Uh, great stuff, Courtney. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, guys. Take care. There you go. Courtney Cronin all over the Bears beat. If you want to react to the Kevin Warren press conference, 312-332-3776. The football weekend, anything about the Bears, 312-332-3776. Good makes you feel comfortable, but great makes you feel at home. And when you get your hair cut at Great Clips, you're one of the family, which means they take the time to get to know you and your hair. Good as an eye salon waiting room. Great your own living room. And with online check-in from Great Clips, you can check in for your haircut from your couch or anywhere else. And you arrive at the salon when it works for you. It's just that easy. Uh, Good asks how you'd like your haircut. Great already knows. And at Great Clips, they save your haircut details in their unique Clip Notes database. So no matter which salon you visit, your stylist is up to speed on your hair. Visit any of their 200 salons in Illinois or over 150 in the Chicagoland area. Check in online with the Great Clips app or at greatclips.com. Also now, if you're interested... You can join the salon team. Visit jobs.greatclips.com. All salons are independently owned and operated. 
Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Right around Huntley, he reaches, oh, that ball's out, that's live! Back the other way, Sam Hubbard, the Cincinnati kid! Hubbard's got a convoy, chased by Andrews, at the 30, the 20, he will score! We got the Cincinnati kid here, too. We texted that to uh, to Rico, because he's going to join us on Thursday, and we're having some fun with him. Earlier today, because uh, uh, Sam Hubbard went to Mueller. He did. I didn't, uh, hadn't heard the call until right now. What a call! Beautiful. Like in the middle of the, the, the Cincinnati kid. The Cincinnati kid. Fantastic. We put that He's got a in convoy. The He's got a convoy. As he, he's right on top of that game. And I said, "What about our Cincinnati kid?" And uh, Tariqa, the Cincinnati kid. Tariqa responded, uh, "The Cincinnati middle-aged man is still up for grabs." <laughs> So you could have that That's one. right. You got that right. Is Mike older than us or younger than us? I believe he's older. Is he? Um, I would think. He looks young. He doesn't yeah, he, look old. Well, I'm not saying he looks old. I would say. Let me Google him. What, what, what do you know, uh, Tyler? You're the Syracuse guy. I believe guy. he graduated in 88. Okay. So so is he, he, that would make him a year older than me. I'm an 89 grad. 56. Ooh, that's yeah. yeah. I'll be 56 next month. God, it's hard to believe. He's got you by what a the, half. Well, how did half it, how does it go that fast? Like that. 56. Like that. You know what happens is you start wishing time away. He's stands in Sharonville, Ohio, just yesterday. I was just thinking about this. You just wish away the time. You wish for your next vacation to get here quicker. You wish away a winter. No. And then you're wishing away time constantly. Not, no. The next thing you know, you blink and you're 56. <sighs> That's what happens. My daughter's 30 today. Happy birthday, Georgia, again. Um, it's amazing that it's, you have a 30-year-old. I know. I, Who's going to get I married? Just, I just blinked and I turned 56 or almost 56. Sucks. You look good, though, for 56. Uh, you know what? Thank you. Um, I can see that's... You're in you, good shape you for 56? You don't, you don't lie well. You get that stupid... No, you look you get great that for smile on your face and, you know, you're like... I'm I'm patting him on the back, but I'm kicking him in the nuts at the same time. You, it's my, that's you, your move. Okay, here's, that's your move. Here's, your move is a pat on the back and a kick to the nuts at the same time. Here's how I'll shape it then. Okay, you used to look great for your age. <laughs> you look good for your age now. Like when you were forty six, you looked great well, for your father age. Father times, no friend. You look good for your age. Yeah, not great for your age anymore. But like I said, you look pat on the back, yes. kick in the nuts. But like uh, compared to other fifty-six-year-olds, you look good. Okay, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, and and like I I feel like saying thank you is the right thing to like say, me, but be, I know you're being a wise ass not partially being, you know, as well. Maybe if you would wear something different every Why? day, Why would I do? You I wear got, the I got same. But, look at this. Uh, but, but My me, wife bought this for me for. Uh, I don't know. Take Christmas your jacket or off then. Stay I just a little while. It, I was sitting without my jacket on for three and a half hours. And I just put it on because it got a little chilly. Uh-huh. It's 530. And you know I like to get out hoodie, of here when huh? it's time to go. Reversible, too. Oh, look at that. Tomorrow you're going to yeah. wear it gray, not wash it? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. So you got to do, do one that. side it's black, the yes. other side it's gray? It is soft as the day is long, too. Ooh. It is buttery. Do you have like a tag though on the inside no. so when you do flip it around? I don't know what brand this is. 
It's a cool guy brand. You got like a little leather uh, tag yeah. on there. Bet you a sweet ass I do. Leather tag. Yeah. That's my high-priced uh, hoodie right oh, there. Oh, dude, like a leather moving. tag? Listen, I felt 56. Thank God for my daughter's boyfriend, fiance. He was over yesterday helping me bring furniture from the basement up to take out to the garage. I sliced my foot in half. Well, I mean, you're too old. I got, a, I got, a, I got stabbed in the back by a bolt outside. My whole body. Wait, 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 what did you say? I have a bolt. There's bolts outside my basement walkout, and like I was carrying a, a couch. You're like and chargers I out there. I with got a bolt. pinned. I get pinned against the wall a little bit. And like there's these big sharp, like rusty. But I didn't probably need a tetanus shot. What are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? You're I had to get 56. something out of it. Right. Yeah. I thought you, I looked good for 56. You do. You shouldn't be moving heavy objects out of your house at 56. Why not? I'm With still big, capable. Uh, do you really need to be doing that? I did yesterday. I needed to get some things done. That's where you need to employ all the girls' boyfriends. You well, had, there was only one that was around. Right. But that's where you need to yeah. wait for Angela's boyfriend. To, you have the fiancé, you have Angela's boyfriend come over, and you, you employ them all. Give them a little cash. Well, you they weren't there. They weren't there. So I had Jack was, uh, was the only one there. You're cutting your foot up, and then what? And then the bowl, and then you got pinned, you said? Yeah, I got pinned against the, the, on the outside, or I got stuck in the back. Yeah, but it probably wasn't a good idea because I was wearing flip-flops, too, as I was moving furniture. Well, Bad decision. That, see, that's Bad on decision. you. No, no question. No question. What are you doing wearing flip-flops? I, I don't know. I was wearing socks, but I had, like, flip-flops on. That's even a worse move. Like slides. Socks with flip-flops. Yeah. It didn't go well. But it was, like, four straight hours of moving stuff. Yeah. I'm a little sore today. I'm not going to lie to you. They, anybody and 20, If you're 25 and you're moving stuff... Uh, for four hours, you're going to be sore. It's a workout. I didn't have to work out yesterday. There's nothing fun about that. Staying busy. Staying active. That sucks. thought you were smarter than that. Why? What do you mean smarter than that? I get a workout in and I get something done. Four hours of that. That's not fun. Yo, you think you're just going on your, you know, your whatever machine is. Elliptical races. Like you're not working all of your muscles. (laughs) You pick up a giant 50 minutes of that. That's it. You pick up a a, a heavy couch. Oh, I know. That's more of a workout. I don't want any part of that. You think I want any part of that? I'm working all the muscles. Oh, I know that. That's why I'm shying away from that. I've, I thought I could have gone to bed yesterday at Tyler, 5.30. would you have answered a call if he would have said, I got Tyler, a young 25-year-old producer? 1,000%. Yes, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what you Next should time? have done. Yeah, you should have called me. I wasn't doing anything yesterday. No, that's like asking somebody to help you move. You don't do that with friends. You don't well, ask you friends to do that. Tyler would have taken you some money. You do that with friends. No, no, no. I would not have taken money Tyler from Waddle. would have taken some money. Sure. No, I wouldn't have. It's where you get some of the producers and you, you throw them, uh, you throw uh, them a, a crispy bill. Listen, my, my, yeah, Jake, my, my future son-in-law is going to get north. enough of my money here soon. So. Would, would, GKB, would GKB frown upon that if you started calling some of the young producers? GKB is a I team sport, all right? We, I wouldn't do that. Charlie gets a call. Yes. Jake gets a call. Come on, this could be fun. Tyler gets a call. I wouldn't do that. Why would Better I do than that? getting pinned in your flip flops outside? Well, I need to be more careful next time. If you need help moving stuff from your house, let me know. I'll come over. No. What do you mean no? Oh no 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 uh uh-uh. uh no. Mm-mm. I'm not moving anything. Why not? It's a good workout. Uh uh-uh. uh. That those days are done. When was the last time you laid down on a on a bench press? 
just on a bench and did anything like that. Like with dumbbells, but yeah. really light? I got some 110s up on my third floor. <laughs> oh, no. You want them? No. Uh-uh. Do push-ups now. I do, too. That's all oh, yeah. I do. Push-ups. I do push-ups and bands. That's it. There was a time my, when my I rocked, I rocked 100-pound dumbbells. Yeah. I know. You were great. That's probably why my body hurts so bad right. right now. You're 56. You don't need to be benching anything. I don't think I could do 60-pound dumbbells right now. Yes, you could. No, you, I don't You're still so. in good no. shape. Uh-uh. Uh, Dennis in Highland. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dennis? Uh, hi, guys. Let me... Uh, Thanks for letting me out. How much? How much can you? Bench? How much can you bench, Dennis? Oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty old. I'm pretty well past the benching stage. Are Maybe, you? How uh, old are? How old a man are you? How old? I can get the. I'm in my sixties. I can get the bar up. I think. Okay. Maybe. So. All right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know the NCAA they conduct thirty-five Division One championships across all the sports, and last year the Big Ten won three: women's ice hockey, uh, men's lacrosse, and wrestling. So, uh, I, you know, lends you to believe that maybe the untempered enthusiasm for Kevin Warren is going to translate into a great amount of success for the Bears on the field. Has hasn't necessarily happened this in the is, Big Ten. And, and in additionally, the Big Ten's cutting different programs in some of the minor sports, too, even though revenues are flowing like a river into college sports right now. This so. is what I would say to that, Dennis. Um, the apples-to-apples apples comparison, for my purposes, would be his role with the Minnesota Vikings in getting a stadium built. And the success that he had doing that, being the point man for that project with the Minnesota Vikings, to me, is better evidence for what he may be capable of doing here in Chicago in a comparable role versus, like, look, I, I mean, I get what your point is. The Big Ten has been outpaced by other conferences and different championships. It's not up to him to recruit players for Northwestern or Michigan or Ohio State. Well, it, you know, if your excitement is for stadiums, yeah. I mean, then he's the guy. If your excitement is for good but, play on the athletic field, whatever the athletic field is, he has an, in an oversight role that hasn't materialized. Whatever... You know, whatever leverage he has in that role, it just it hasn't materialized. So, yeah, I mean, like, you, look, you can, you can you would interpolate that. You you wouldn't necessarily interpolate that to automatic guarantee of success on the field for the Chicago Bears. No, and it's the reason um, why Dennis, no correlation. It's the reason why I have said that at least in the short run here, over the next twelve to twenty four months, the most important guy in their building is Ryan Poles. Yes. Because he's going to be in charge of a record amount of, of, of cash available in free agency, a strong list of, of draft picks, including the number one overall selection. So his football decisions are going to mold this team for the here and now. Kevin Warren's first role, he told you what his top role is, is to get the Arlington Heights project built. That is the singular focus. Now, he'll be available as a sounding board. He'll be in all the meetings and all that other stuff. He said he was already in the draft room with Ryan Paul. Absolutely. Pauls. Now, I think one of the best things somebody in his role can do is allow people to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Be here for you, but what I'm going to do is allow you to do your job. So the lack of overall success in the athletic department of the Big Ten, I'm not going to use that as a barometer for how I believe Kevin Warren will function as the president and CEO of the Bears. If you want to react, 312 332 Three seven seven six. Uh, Chris Black is in. He's got uh, the full ride tonight from six to eight. We will cross talk with him coming up next.
Hey, 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous, similar to the story of one hip-hop's founding fathers and entertainment icon Snoop Dogg. You may have heard of him. Whether it's the new Cali Gold Sparkling or the OG's Cali Red, which I love, and the Rosé, 19 Crimes Wine brings the party. We heard today that Kevin Warren, big wine collector too. We should drop him off a bottle of the Cali Red. He would love it. So whether you're watching your favorite game, the playoffs of this weekend, I want you to pick up a bottle and try it today. Live infamously on your own terms. Enjoy responsibly. 19 Crimes, Sonoma, California, 2022. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. It's uh, not too early to start getting ready for the weekend. Never too early to get ready for the weekend. Friday, we're going to be out for the first time 2023. Hope to see you at Twin Peaks and Oak Brook Terrace. It's been an annual tradition for the Waddle and Sylvie show. It's how we started 2022. 2022 was a great year for us. And uh, we hope to start 2023 with you as well. With our first live broadcast at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Two to six, we'll all be out there. And uh, Waddle's favorite, the Nissan Titan Street team, will yeah, be there as well, welcoming him and welcoming all of our great fans out with us as well. Do we have any Bears fans in the house? Yeah. So come on out to um, Twin Peaks, Oak Brook Terrace, two to six this Friday. Chris Black's in the house and uh, ready to talk, I'm sure, a lot of Bears today with Kevin Warren. Of course. Big day for the franchise. It was good, wasn't it? it make Step you in feel the right good? direction. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it, it's something that we've all talked about over the last couple of weeks when the name appeared. This is like a big boy hire. Yeah. This is no longer mom and pop. This is a Fortune 500 company trying to move in the right direction. And I think it's huge. And I think there, there shouldn't be uh, Bears skepticism here from the fan base. I think people should embrace it. I think this is a great, great move. Here's a guy that comes with a resume with accomplishments and will be asked to do something for this organization that he's already accomplished yeah. with a previous organization. Yeah, proven track record. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, listen, I think that this was, this was a, this was a no-brainer. This was a great hire. He also gave a shout-out to you. Did you hear that at, at the start? No. To the alumni? He wants to make the alumni yeah, a part good. of the, the organization? That, that, that's good. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, like, I, I've discussed this many times. Like One of the things that irritates me about going to Bears games is that when you sit in the seating bowl, there's very little celebration of the rich history yeah. of this team. And the reason we fall in love with this team is because of the history. Charter franchise, all the retired numbers. What do you think they'll do at the next building? Like, will it be a ring of names? Like, you'll see Dan Hampton and Steve McMichael so. and Richard yeah, Dent. I mean, it seems easy to figure that out, yeah, right? You I would mean, think. Or, or, you or a maybe, celebration of all of these guys and their accomplishments at some place inside the facility. Right, like, Erlacher is not going to get his number retired because they're running out of numbers. Like, Erlacher right. should do. be in that, whether they it's should a do Hall a of ring, Fame ring, or Rings ring of, of Honor, honor right? Because yeah. they, they'll probably need multiple loops around the stadium or they could do something like what if they did something that uh staples had where a part of the the stadium on the side you have like banners on the wall and maybe not hanging or around a 
the circle. That I, tells I don't know. the story of the great history and some you, of the great You got to have something in the seating bowl because yeah. when you're sitting there, like it's cool to have that stuff on the outside as well. And I know that they have that at Soldier Field. If you walk through the concourse, you can find the different great names and everything. But, you know, you take a kid to a game, you take your sons to the game. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be able to sit there in your seats and say, I saw that guy play yeah. and that guy play and that number and that see that 34 that that's the best one of all of them. And then you can explain the whole story, you know? Well, it was cool, finally, to get to see the Walter Payton statue after years and years of arguing on where that thing was going to go. Something tells me those days days of of those moments (laughs) are wondering there should be more of them, right? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, with a new stadium. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. And what what stood out to you on the uh, NFL weekend? Uh, NFL weekend, okay, what stood out to me... Um, uh, the sucky the Bucks the was great. Uh, Minnesota is a fake team, phonies, which we we all kind of pointed <laughs> yeah. to. But the stats supported the argument, and then the Vikings supported the argument. Yeah, uh, the other day as well. The Giants are, are pretty surprising. You know, a team that statistically is that bad to get to this point doesn't usually happen. And how about the AFC? I I think it, it, it's a lot of people talk about Herbert being in the category with the great quarterbacks already. But when you look at the four quarterbacks still standing in the AFC, that might be your foursome for the next 10 years. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence. Like, I get that the that Jacksonville's a little early, but this could be how it goes for, for the foreseeable future. Well, this is future. why I think, like, traction in the NFC is so much easier to gain than in the AFC. Kevin Warren mentioned yeah, that today. I was going to just Did say he? that, yeah. too. Yeah. He, yeah. he mentioned he that. especially the NFC. Look yeah. at the NFC. And then if you really want to get into a deep dive, look into the NFC. Give me the great quarterbacks right now. Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, you could. I mean, I, we could on all, a good day, Dak We could all good. argue Aaron Rodgers. Probably still for a couple more seasons. Listen, Chris, the, 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 the Pro Bowlers this year were Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, yeah. Kirk Cousins. Uh, that, the opportunity the is right. yeah, yes. Kevin Brock, Warren sees that. Yeah. Brock Purdy could represent the NFC yeah. as the quarterback. Yeah. 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 And, and, Dan, uh, and Daniel Jones is doing good things with the, the New York Giants. I mean, it's there. Not telling you they're going to be a Super Bowl contender next year, but it's there for them to take a leap in 2023. It's, it's different than looking at the other conference and seeing, you know, you ask three, yourself, how three the hell possible am I getting Hall of Famers yeah. and then maybe Trevor Lawrence. That, that might be four. It reminds me of uh, Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, and when Breeze was with uh, the Chargers. And that, those are four good I quarterbacks think in the early going to be in that conversation, yeah. he might, too. But, yeah. but I think it's notable that Lawrence yeah. is now in that category. I'd say this. Uh, aren't you guys happy that Brady's likely to be done? I told you guys I that know in you're September. Sick. I know you're sick of it. In September. I think he's going to piss you get off and he's going to play. He's not going to get out of here. I think he's going to be back in your life. Tripping, take out, guys. Take out, yeah, take out Michaels with you. <laughs> what about uh, Tony Romo, too? Uh, it's it, He's horrific. I mean, how you can were you... the first on that out of anybody I knew. He is so oh. annoying. It, it honestly, and I stand by it. When he first got the gig, I said to you guys, and I said to Abdallah, you were the first. He sounds like someone who has never watched an NFL broadcast. He sounds like someone who played the game to a right. high level. 
but never consume the NFL product. And found his cadence or... Yeah, yeah find the yeah. cadence, find what people think is interesting, you know, like, just sit down and watch some Madden videos. Yeah. By all means. It makes you appreciate what Greg Olson has done in a short period of time. He's, He's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. There was someone on the fan, though, in New York who was ripping Olson. I guess. Really? I'll bring that up to you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gio, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he, he was saying that he just points out the obvious. Yeah. I, listen, as long as you're not annoying. If you're annoying, then I, I will point out you being obnoxious. Like the little dribbler, Tony Romo. <laughs> Jim, yeah. do you remember that when he had the dribble on his pants? I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> the little dribbler. Yeah. You would think for $19 million a year you could find, you know, a new set of slacks. Or, or wear dark slacks if that's the issue. Little dribbler. All right, uh, Chris Black coming up next. Thank you to Courtney Cronin and Barstool Big Cat. Thank you to Jeff Meller and Tyler Aki. For Waddle, I'm Sylvia. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Tuesday night.